Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Manager's Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Whether he's removing his face or on a criminal plane or a historical chase, we love Nicholas Cage. Star of screen and stage, gonna watch him all day while he's a screaming rage. Cause we're unlocking the cage. Good afternoon or evening, depending on where you are. It's another episode of Unlocking the Cage. I am your host, Meg. I am here with Chris. Chris, hello. How are you? What's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, just just living life, having a good time, trying enjoying to, uh, a a spin drift spin drift blackberry. This podcast well. brought to you by Spin Drift Blackberry. Just ten calories. Yes. Been branching out from our normal seltzers because I uh, went to Trader Joe's. So real exciting to stuff. Drink away the memory <laughs> of this this slog we had to undergo. I think my my impression is one in a this upcoming series of many slogs as we delve into the shittier of the movies. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the pandemic, but you were talking That's, about yeah. This is a, <laughs> you're talking it's about a slog within a slog, really. Life is a slog within a slog at the moment. But yeah. Well, all right. So if you're new here, the purpose of this show is to watch and rank every single one of Nicolas Cage's a hundred plus movies. Um, if you're listening to this uh, on a podcast and you want to watch us record live, we do it every Sunday on Twitch at twitch.tv slash managers comedy, uh, 5 PM Pacific time. Uh, if you're again, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to watch us, we have our old episodes on YouTube, youtube.com slash managers comedy. And we have a guest today. Um, he is a writer and musician from Boston, Massachusetts. Please welcome Kenny Gray. Hello, it's me, Kenny from Boston. <laughs> hey, Kenny from Boston. <laughs> Wait, Kenny, do you have your own soundboard? No, that was me. That was you. All right, I was gonna say because I would think <laughs> I think he would have that kind of thing anyway. So I don't, I don't know if you like, just showed I'm up with his own on top of. I'm recording on top of a mixer. <laughs> He's but like, I'm not. I don't have my own. He's sitting on a Moog synthesizer, and his yeah, you gotta. It's, the best, <laughs> it's got the best ergonomic ass support in this. <laughs> oh my um, god, Kenny, what's going on with you today? Nothing much. I, I know I'm, I'm asking this on pod, but should I be recording my audio on my head? No, it's okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, then we... everything's going great over here. Um... I never even thought of that because you actually do have good audio equipment, so you could probably produce like a really good one. <laughs> but yeah, we just don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't usually, usually our guests don't have like a better podcast create creative ability than we do. So <laughs> we're, we're usually... <laughs> um. All right, guys, we have gathered here today to discuss the movie Bangkok Dangerous. Um, Kenny, tell us a little bit about why you picked this movie. I, I'm trying to even remember. Did I just force this one on you or did you no, like you, you something gave me a about list it? Of movies. You okay, give me a cool. list of movies. I, I picked it because I um, have been to Bangkok twice and I really <laughs> enjoyed enjoyed Bangkok as a city. And I was like, oh, look at that. And come on, you can't, it's just a fun name. Bangkok dangerous. It could also be like, it also feels like a seventies, like porno film name. Like <laughs> it's got that, it's got that energy, but that Bangkok in general, the city really, is just like, you got to take your hat off to the amount of jokes they probably have taken over the years. But yeah, just cause I, I enjoyed going to Bangkok and I was like, oh, I, I could say I could, I could be like, I've been there. I recognize locations <laughs> in the film. So you've been You're there. Like, At least I have one talking point. <laughs> You're a resident expert on Bangkok. 
on the city. Yeah. So to be fair, it was like if you had been to New York and the scene took place in Times Square, and you're like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. You were you calling out like like when they went to that temple where you're like, I've seen that Buddha. I've put those fifty coins in the buckets. Were you, was that you? No, I haven't. I haven't been to that one. I was actually like, where is that? Is that in Bangkok? I have no Why idea. Why did I get to go there? There was like another reclining Buddha. I thought that was the only one, but I guess there's more. Of all, I, I think I guess so. Who knows? There, there was uh, a. Uh, that's a good. I mean, that's a good enough reason. Uh, there was a. So Chris and I have also been to Bangkok. I don't mean to. Only uh, once. Only once. That's uh, you're kind of stepping on my territory. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't. We won't talk too much about that. I, I will say there was one scene where they had like a big mall in the background, and I mm-hmm. did do a little digging to try to remember if that was the mall that we went to, which I remember the malls in Bangkok being like really fucking crazy, <laughs> like very oh, yeah. large. But I could I could not ID it honestly. Um, all right, so Kenny, tell us a little about your history with Nicolas Cage. Are you a super fan? Are you just here because we asked you to do like tell tell us what 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 are your favorite Nicolas Cage movies, etc. What's the background? So I, there? I think as a, as a kid, like many kids, probably my age, I'm 30 years old. Um, uh, I saw National Treasure, and that's that's the thing I remember him the most for. And then I saw Raising Arizona and I was like, oh, this guy might be like a good actor. And then like, I just remember hearing when I went to college, like all this stuff, like I watched Community and I, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, Nick, Nick, Nicholas Cage is uh, a crazy man. He doesn't say <laughs> no to anything. And so I don't really have a, a, a great, um, I don't really have a great like understanding of him. I will say I, I don't. I don't under I don't understand him. I don't understand. <laughs> I think that's a common a common feeling, but like I don't really get him. Every time he's in a movie, I'm like, is this what is it that you like want to do? Like I feel like there's something he's that he would be great in that I just haven't seen yet. I don't know. I I don't think I'm any closer to really getting a good grip on what's going yeah. through his head, even this many episodes in, like almost. 30 I mean, years. we we have seen we have seen some movies that he is arguably great in. Like we last last week's movie was adaptation, which he's very very good in. I um, I have, actually have a clip of him explaining why he did this movie. Let's really? watch it. I think this is the time to watch it. It just it came up organically. Let's do it. This is him yeah. I'd love to know. In an interview, I I think the real reason we can all assume is money problems, but. Here we go. I want to have a whole way. new uh, uh, way of presenting myself as Nicolas Cage in filmmaking. And and that means going to Bangkok, having a, a Thai crew, having Chinese filmmakers, and letting them do to me what they think will fit within their vision, their world. Yikes. The thing I like most about Joe is his international... <laughs> presence uh, I I am trying as an actor to, and as a human being to be more international I, I I'm trying not to be national I want to I want to meet people from all over the world and I want to receive them well and I want to learn from them so I guess this was after national treasure and he was like <laughs> <laughs> too national I, I get what he's saying I get the I did think like I, I did think that like no matter what the situation was, money, I did I do feel like knowing some of what I know about him now that he would be like really into like I couldn't even talk to anyone on set. Like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. I just want to be immersed in the Thai culture. I would yell things at people, they wouldn't know I was saying anything. Uh. 
there, there, there's like a level of pretension to him that is very clear from the interviews and like I, it, it really I find it very triggering personally <laughs> like um yeah I, I could I could see how that would come out like it's like I'm, I'm, a, I'm an international guy now you know I did a movie with <laughs> Thailand <laughs> not, not to get to so Kenny I kind of like when you said like oh I, I I couldn't talk to anyone say did you get the feeling that he was the only English speaker like in like you know in involved in the entire project because he only had like scenes where he's speaking English with that one guy and then the rest there was like a deaf lady who didn't talk and then everyone else was Thai it was like I watched the there's a I searched behind the scenes Bangkok dangerous <laughs> Nicholas Cage there's a four minute clip and no one speaks english except the director to him the entire time wow so like i don't think i truly think the director was like and it seems like they were like all right you're on a motorcycle you're shooting a gun big explosion and he's like got it (laughs) i don't think that's like and it comes across that like he feels like a prop in the movie like he does feel like an like the american prop Well, let me let me give you guys a little background on this movie that may explain some of the things. Um, so this movie was actually directed by twins. Uh, they're the Pang brothers. Um, they were born in Hong Kong. Um, they had, I would say their most famous other movie was called The Eye, which is a horror movie that they remade an American version that starred Jessica Alba. Um, and, uh, this movie, I'm sure Kenny, you discovered in your research was a remake of a 1999 movie called Bangkok dangerous by Mm -hmm. the same directors. So it's like, (laughs) they basically, uh, were like, let's do this movie again, but let's make it star a white guy, you know, like a famous (laughs) one. Um, and that's, that's where this movie came from. It was made for 45 million, which is actually kind of higher than i would have thought yeah i was so curious what the budget was i assumed it was going to be i i had this idea that like <laughs> universal was like or whoever made this fucking film was like we got the pang brothers they made this smash hit 20 years ago we're gonna finance them 20 million gets them a long way in bangkok we toss them nick 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 needs the work we bring it overseas we make the cash done and done what a deal like that's the vibe i got that like it was this like on paper it was like uh like just this kind of like stir i guess no pun intended stir fry of <laughs> fucking fucking things of like just all smashed together thrown together and tossed together but 45 million that's a lot of money like yeah where did that money go like all right what do you think five million to nick cage yeah i was trying to figure out because this is a weird uh year for him this is the only movie that he was in in 2008 really? which is really weird to me because like the movies before that um he he had like a year of like let me just pull this up uh he was in five movies in 2007 although i'm looking at two of the two of them i know are just like small parts and then four movies in 2009 so i was trying to figure out what was going on i i don't have any good evidence for this but i do feel like this was probably the height of his financial troubles um maybe uh, his kid got born okay uh great great theory uh maybe let's check it out he was like on a, a journey through asia and to, to to find himself and then that's where this came from i don't know uh his kids uh were born in 2005 uh so the and... terrible twos terrible three the toddler times of that kid he pieced out and went to freaking bangkok to film a movie 
Yeah, I don't know when his other one was. Oh, no, 1990. He had a kid in 1990, if you can believe it. Whoa. Um, and then 2005. Uh, yeah, so this is, I'm just, just wondering, like, what led to him having this movie? But um, so this movie um, made, pretty much made back its budget, like $42 million, which is better than I would have thought. I'm guessing it was a lot of international money. Oh, okay. Um, That's what I would assume, too. Yeah. And uh, anyone want to guess what the Rotten Tomatoes ranking rating is for this out of 100? I'm going to guess like 5%. Did you guess 8? I guess 8, yeah. It is 8. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's literally 8. <laughs> oh, my God. You have a gift. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's how we ended up making this movie. Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions that I uh, would love to know, but I don't know if we're going to know them. Yeah, we should just, like, dig into this piece of shit yeah well kenny i know you said you had a lot of behind the scenes stuff and uh and so feel free to jump the jump in with that whenever whenever it's relevant so i watched the 1999 film too wow no you didn't i did because i oh was commitment I, now I, I zipped around in it i watched a couple <laughs> scenes but then the the when we can talk about we should talk about this film and then i'll tell you how the original film is structured and you'll understand why that like they took a, a movie with a good premise and just like i don't know what was going on that they had to turn the film into what they did but <laughs> let's i feel like we should get into the yeah, version we all saw. so um let's so let's so we start off meeting our main character nicholas cage I have no fucking clue what his character's name is. Did anybody catch that? Joe Ender. Joe Ender? Joe Ender is his name. Oh man. Yeah. Th that's a new one. I mean that that's 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 up there for me in terms of favorite names because he ends people's lives. Oh, I get it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of ending, I couldn't tell when this film officially started. There were so many This movie has what? 3 to 4 separate voiceover monologue yeah descriptions <laughs> of like who he is the rules he follows the the plot of the movie it keeps like jumping from thing to thing and also like the different like kind of a b storylines that are really storylines but like you kind of see the 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 young thai guy and you're like oh is he the protagonist of this movie because he has this whole thing going on i guess with the girl and like he has his own starting also when nick cage is underneath that bell and the bell goes off that dude would just be deaf. <laughs> well, let's 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 jump back to the beginning. So we okay. start off, uh, I believe, in Prague, somewhere yes. Eastern. Yes. Yeah. Prague. Yeah. Um, we see our Nick Cage character. He's got a like Loki wig. I don't know. It, it just he looks. He's some, somewhere That's between a wig, like right. It has to be a wig. It's definitely a wig. It's his National Treasure <laughs> two look. So somewhere between Loki and John Wick. Which, by the way, I feel like this movie is a ripoff of John Wick that happened before John Wick. Wait, what? I, I halfway through this film, I paused it and I turned to my girlfriend. I was like, "When did this film come out? Is this a response to John Wick?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> it somehow managed to rip off John Wick in advance. Um, so uh, there's like a little bit of a reveal at the beginning. I think that he's a hitman. Not that we would go into this movie not knowing he was a hitman. But I feel like he's like, my job is so serious. You know, I need to take it, you know, and then it's like, turns out he's killing people. And then we have a first of a series of lists. This guy loves lists, right? Like, I uh, I, I wrote down one of them, which are the it's rules like, of the job. Never fall in love 
was or whatever was the rule it was a don't ask questions don't take an interest in people outside of work erase every trace and no one to get out it's like not a very compelling list uh, also presented in a way that i completely didn't remember it and he had to remind me yeah. for me to even remember it was one of his rules and he he presented it one through four at the beginning and then backwards at the end. Did he? Is oh, that really? Yes. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. He did. <laughs> it was like, what the hell? Yeah. I feel like it was it was a it was a an idea for a structure that didn't really get taken advantage of. The the uh, there was a, the beginning of this movie. I wrote down uh, Chemical Brothers knockoff. The music was like it kind of sounded like it was Chemical Brothers, but you know, like they didn't pay for music by the Chemical Brothers in this movie. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we've met, we've met him. Nothing really happens. I think he does like a He assassinates a, a dude. He assassinates, he assassinates a, dude a dude. With the, when the it's bell character rings. character introduction, right? Yeah. It's like, here's, here's the main character. Here is him showing his rules or and, whatever. And yeah. he murders his assistant. Yes. Just that's He him. always does. He overdoses them on heroin. He's like, that's, that's his, that's his thing. His little, little fun thing. <laughs> Is, is, he, ta- he tases him first, right, though? He tased him, yeah, and he then does. he injected the taser wound with heroin. <laughs> now, here's a rule that they don't cover that was very confusing for me until about halfway through the movie. Does he say this? Does he say, I never interact with the person hiring me? Yeah. And I never want them to see me? He does he say that? that? He says, they don't know who I am. I don't know who they are. That's the best way to uh-huh. do it. I guess so. It was just so confusing that like, there's there's the people who hired him are kind of presented as also like the bad guys, and I was just very confused because I was like, but wait, who? Wait, I, I know that that's like the core conflict of the movie, but I was so confused when he was mad that the people who hired him like followed him or something. I, don't I, know. I didn't understand that's how it was supposed to work until it went wrong, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. that's how it was supposed to work. But it did what you're right. It wasn't like very clear at the beginning. Like those were the rules of the situation. Also, who is the intermediary? That that hooked this up, like how come that character's nowhere in the movie? Like, yeah, like how I was they... very curious about that. Yeah, yeah. Who's the who's the go between? <laughs> who's the like hitman dispatcher? And why is the hitman dispatcher not being the one who organizes the communication? Like, what? There's somebody who's already a middleman here. Why don't you just use that person? Why is he like finding a random street urchin to help him? Maybe there's like a random hitman Dropbox where like if you want someone killed, you like put your you put a gold coin a gold yeah. coin in the slot and then john wick happens so <laughs> so uh we we learn about this guy we learn that he is a loner he has a set of rules his set of rules is very boring and he's not super compelling uh and he it nope. seems like he wants to get out right like he's like i'm done i want to go to bangkok do my last again a list of four jobs and then quit the biz yeah seems like it one last gig one last heroin overdose. I, I was. I honestly think the film could have started just like, I'm in the business of murder. It's been too long. I've got these four rules and four last jobs here in Bangkok. Bam, start right in Bangkok. Like yep. what, was, what was all that other stuff like when when they when they arrived in Bangkok and that cool music started playing? I was like, this should be the start of the film. Like, um, and spoiler alert, that's how the film starts in the 1999 version. It cuts right to like. Like exactly like that. A better beginning of this movie would have been he looks like a tourist, a white guy in Bangkok, and then he assassinates someone. You're like, oh, yeah, fuck. 
Bangkok, like that would have been a much better movie. Like you're thinking like, man, this, you know, Bangkok is such a dangerous city, but it turns out he's the dangerous one. Whoa. Okay, I, I can't hold it any longer. Let me tell you what the original plot of this film is, which is Please. that, and we'll t- as we go through it, this is easier. So Kong, who is the person Nick Cage hires to be the guy that like is his intermediary, is the main character of the film. I know Kong, it. But it's Kong not the is, same actor, right? No. Oh, okay. Kong is the hitman. Kong is the hitman. Kong is deaf and mute. So he's the perfect hitman. And he was he was like in the slums as a deaf mute kid who could shoot. And a person comes along and trains him to be an assassin. And then they they have the stripper who gives them the information. But then one day the people who give them the information rape the stripper and they decide to go kill the people that hire them. Oh, okay. So it's like the 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 lowly assassin boy fights back against the big bad guys. He's, right. He's kind of like the people that big... hire the the assassins go kill the people that hire the assassins. So he's like assassin like reverse daredevil. <laughs> yeah, sort of. But it's like it's like it's all kind of like it's very dirty and grimy. But he's the he's the deaf mute one, and like he like his whole thing is that he can shoot perfect when he imagines being bullied. Oh. Uh-huh. Is there a scene where he's got his back to some dudes who are getting killed and blood explodes on his back and he doesn't even know because he's deaf? Uh, no, but there's a scene like where like stuff happens around him and he doesn't he can't tell. Okay, all right. I, I wow. know you said that he would be the perfect hitman because he's deaf and mute, and I I would argue that would be a a a, a, a challenge. It's because right? nothing distracts him. But he's sometimes able to you just, need like, to be. Breathe in. I know, you think so. Well, he's got... Like it's, it's got its flaws. Hear no evil, speak no evil, but he can... It's because he can shoot. It's because he can shoot really pure because he can't... Because he can concentrate. That's why he's such a good sniper. And he can smell people coming, probably. I guess so. I did watch the... I, I just kind of zipped around to make sure the... To check in on plot points that definitely weren't in the Nicolas Cage version. The clip I saw of the original movie, there's this really intense scene of him like sweating and assembling a gun. And it was like the longest gun assembly scene I like ever seen. He's like, <laughs> and just like sweat coming down his face. And it's like, it looked like it, it looked like a completely different film. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. that it's like a totally different plot line. I mean, I would, I would argue that this, that's very in the spirit of this film, because there are a lot of scenes that go on for way too long and are very boring. Well, same so, director. <laughs> this is, that's a similar thing. Yeah, Danny, I'm so glad. Style. I'm so glad you, d- I'm so thankful you did the work to find out that that's wow. well when i watched this movie i was like why would you ever remake this film like (laughs) this this film is ostensibly not that interesting also Um, like why would you not fucking make nick cage a deaf assassin that'd be crazy it'd be so good oh my god i think i had a trivia bit about that um but like i think that was their original plan but then they were like oh we've got nick cage he has to speak you know So they changed it so that the love interest was deaf and mute. And then, 20- honestly, oh. a, a film where Nick Cage never speaks might be the role of his lifetime. I like- think, <laughs> I think that that exists. I I haven't seen really? Willy's Wonderland yet. He has no but lines. My- he has no lines in Willy's Wonderland. Are you oh, sure? Okay. Yeah, that's what. Hope. Yep. Dan Chapman told me no lines. All right. Well, there you go. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll loop back on that. Uh, Wait. Let's just. Let, I'm I'm having all right. So I'm having fun with this right now, Kenny. All right, so we're all right. Let's we're writing the better movie right now. So it's like all right, okay. he's he's deaf, he's mute, he's the assassin. He starts off as this uh, tourist 
And then you find out he's fucking assassinating people. Okay, so let's keep... All right. I feel like as we yeah. go through the movie, let's, like, make the better choice for these people. <laughs> because and I, and in I, this... I'll go for it. Go for it. I was just going to say, I like the lists. I think lists are fun. I think you just got to make them snappier, you know? <laughs> like, keep it to three. We don't need four. Keep it to three and make them all really punchy. Well, the first two were the same. Don't ask questions and don't show interest in other people. They're the same. Don't take thing. an interest in people outside of work is a really long and cumbersome one. I yeah. think. Uh, and he he immediately breaks that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> in a way that makes you wonder that it seems like this could happen to him in every single city he goes to. Like, yeah. it, it's not like something amazing happens to him. Like where he like, it's like this perfect moment. He literally just like <laughs> finds a woman who's deaf and is like interesting (laughs) that seems to me to be i guess she takes care of him but like i don't know it seems like any pharmacy would have the same customer service (laughs) it's like also when you cut away from the scenes they're in the scenes they're in are like unbearably long and silent and like there's no chemistry like what is the rest of their time together like like what are they doing I can't believe that they cannot communicate in any way. And like, they're, they're oh my God, I, I, I'm, those scenes are excruciating because it seems like she is not on board. Oh. <laughs> Should we just specify that Nicolas Cage falls in love with a deaf pharmacist who he starts uh, ostensibly dating? It's it's very Bangkok? weird. It's like not yeah. only is there assume I mean assume a bit of a language barrier, but like they literally can't talk. I mean, it, although I guess she does speak enough English to write him a note at some point in English. I mean, um, she could have like used the internet for that. It's just it, it, it reminds me of um oh uh, god the Love Actually subplot where Colin Firth falls in love with yeah. someone who doesn't who, who i think only speaks spanish or french i can't remember yeah but it's like that's that's i, I think that the, the, we're supposed to think like oh wow this is really beautiful their love is transcending you know communication and like they just but it doesn't though i think, I think just a, <laughs> being able to have a basic conversation okay like what would be really sweet is if like he shows up halfway through the movie and he's learned sign language like he's like he's somehow you know, i thought that was gonna happen that would have been waiting. a nice thing Oh my god! It would it be Thai language, like Thai sign language? Uh, I do think there are different sign languages for different countries. Oh man! I, 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 my, I think maybe I'm wrong. I think sign language is its own language. Well, it there's follow. There's there's ASL, ASL is American oh. sign language, and then there's different. I don't know if it's diff- that different in other countries, but I do. There's different varietals of it. I'm learning. I'm learning here on the podcast. <laughs> well, all right. So we, we, we did have montages. We did have somehow in like the two weeks he was doing all these assassinations or whatever, training montages of him and his assistant. We could have had well, a yeah, learning montage of like him and like learning. Yeah. Let's, so let's, 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 let's get back up a little bit. So okay, the structure okay. of the movie, once he gets to Thailand is he's got four hits, right? He's got, um, I wrote well, these down. Let's, let's back got- it up. It's not, yeah, he's got the four hits, but how he finds out about the hits is their bizarre suitcase exchange. Uh, yeah, so let's <laughs> let's back this up, Chris. Before that, he needs a buddy. He needs an he assistant. He needs to find a, a heroin. He can never interact with the client. He can yeah. never For interact with the client. For some fucking reason. <laughs> Even though he's not interacting with the client, he could just go to the strip club and pick up the briefcase. They don't know, like... <laughs> The stripper well, doesn't isn't working for that. I, I don't know. I, I guess think, like isn't she the intermediary, intermediary ostensibly? I think he she, assumes that someone will be watching. Right. I think that's I guess so, yeah. yeah. 
Which, and to the, be fair, they are. Yeah. They the are. stripper does meet with the boss at some point at a boxing match. I think I it's like his fucking club. I think he's the owner of the club, like the bad guy. Yeah. Like, he's like, just pick it up at my club. Like, like, how is he not like hiding his identity if it's like, you know. I had club. a moment where I assumed the stripper was his girlfriend, which was going to make Kong trying to woo her like more like that's why he would be mad being like hey like he's picking up the suitcase but you're not allowed to flirt with my girlfriend but that's not it that, that's not the plot. well, she well was i think that would have been him. an interesting choice to have that Let's she was that sitting next version. to him at the uh at the the boxing match yeah the muay thai fight so yeah but i, I think that was to get the suitcase i think that's why she was there oh okay so she was his heroin victim uh buddy and, yes. Okay. That Kong was okay. That makes sense. All right. So let's let's talk about the introduction of Kong. So we go to um, oh boy. Yeah, we're in a market. <laughs> um, we see some like doofy white dudes. We're in the on, red light on, district. We're in the, the red, red light, light district. district. Uh, we see Kong, who you know the guy who we later find out is Kong, basically trying to like nicely swindle these tourists and nick cage is there like i think maybe with binoculars am i misremembering that no he's just wearing a hawaiian shirt oh okay i just imagine him like binocularing like Kong. does like, he doesn't he have a video he has like he's oh. like his cover is always tourist with camera yeah yep he has a oh camera. So he's got a video camera that's what it is yeah, yeah. It's like, he has like a little dslr situation and so he uh he sees this guy you know kong swindling people and it's like oh this is my dude he's kind of like little bit of a low life he's willing he, he's got good english and he's willing to do what needs to be he's done. picking a future murder victim yes yeah he's like this person has nothing to live for they're, <laughs> they're a scumbag i don't mind killing them this is the person for me to fucking heroin over it made me sad it made me really sad when i realized that like i was like oh no like if if nicholas cage has no change of heart this man is going to die and i just is sad to see like the victim get picked you know what's crazy is too he's negotiating the the price in a really great negotiation scene in this fucking movie that to me felt like some sort of because i remember i don't know if you when you went to bangkok they're like remember haggling is a thing in bangkok and i i feel like they were like we're gonna really beat you over the head with the fact that haggling is a thing in bangkok because he haggles to the point of like it's like at any point you'd be like you know what man fuck off like this is way too much and he's like two thousand a day and the guy's like dollars (laughs) 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 Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think too like uh so they're, they're haggling you know nick cage knows he's gonna kill this guy like he could just be like yeah i'll give you five thousand at the end of the job it doesn't matter right? you're gonna die <laughs> oh. so we we get we get kong is on the job kong starts doing the go-between stuff he has the dancer who he starts flirting with uh and then we have our structure which of the four hits right so we have guy at red light, pool guy, floating market guy, and then the prime minister. He's the prime. It's one month, right? It's the move. The film is one month. He's a, it's four jobs one month, I believe. Okay, I, I don't remember, frame. but it sounds a, right. A hit a week. <laughs> I, I all right. So the 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 thing that was really getting me about the scenes with Kong and the go go dancer at the club is they didn't sub it at all. Oh yeah, and it's all we in Thai. We- so I we think. were like, oh, shit, are we supposed to be able to understand what they're saying? But they... they uh... Even when you put the subtitles on, there's no text. Even though like, they don't even say speaking in Thai or something like that. It just says nothing. So you're just kind of like, all right, I get... You can see what's going on, I guess. But they gave her, like, no actual lines in the movie. That might be an homage to the original film because there are scenes where <laughs> people speak 
to Kong, who's deaf, and it's it's mute. Oh. You can't like understand. So there's a scene where the stripper is talking to Kong, and she's talking, and it cuts to him, and it's completely silent. But he's just like looking mm. at her. He's just looking at oh. her. Yeah. See, now that would have so been crazy good if Cage did some of that stuff. Like he just he sees just a can't woman hear anything, and he sees a woman who's like just like so beautiful, and he's just like caging it up, staring at her in that weird creepy Cage way. Uh Kenny, have you seen the the Sound of Metal? I haven't seen it. I yet. have. Is yes, it how, how 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 similar are those movies? Those two movies. Oh uh, well, the sentiment is significantly better. <laughs> you know what? If at the opening scene when he does shoot the guy underneath the bell, that's when he goes deaf. Yeah. It, then he becomes the deaf assassin. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chris. It would have actually done a remix. We should have done a remix. It would have been better actually because then like the bell goes off and you know he kills the guy. And then you're like, oh, this guy would have gone death. No, he already is. And then you're like, ah. I bet you could recut this film. I bet you could completely recut this film and cut out all of Nick Cage's dialogue and make him and just present, overdo the ADR. Yep. And have him say like, I'm deaf. And then just cut all, all of his all of his speaking lines. And just have all of his reaction shots. <laughs> and then take it's a better film. <laughs> take the tie scenes and put fake subtitles on them to like make it <laughs> fit the plot. I'm working for a deaf assassin now. A deaf assassin? Yes, he's American. He's from America and he's deaf. They say he's the best. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, they they they, right. they exchange suitcases with information or right. the same suitcase, not even suitcases. And the Just video game forth. quest begins of uh. killing all four bosses. Yes. Oh, yep. And we learn we learn that they're all bad guys except for the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all basically sex traffickers. Um, there's this. All right, so let's 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 organize the rest of it by uh, by bosses. So we got guy at red light. Red light. He's man. a sex trafficker. Inexplicably, yep. during this sequence, uh, Nick Cage is wearing his motorcycle. He's, I'm sorry, he's wearing his motorcycle helmet. He's get he's seen by a child who's carrying some stuff, and then later the child sees him run away from the scene of the crime and like get scraped up by rebar um that's in the original film okay. Oh, okay that makes sense because it literally made no sense in this movie it because in the original film he, he's about to take the shot on the first guy and a kid sees him and is pointing at him with a finger gun and he doesn't know whether to take the shot or not because he has a witness but then he decides to do it because it's a kid okay see that's i thought that was going to come into play at some point but it just didn't, <laughs> it never doesn't, did. doesn't. <laughs> i thought the kid would be like at the end and like hand him like i don't know like a piece like a gold trinket oh. and be like i don't know a good man trinket or something or the kid turns out to be the daughter of the pharmacist or something wow there's a lot of ways we could have tied in that kid uh (laughs) the choice they made was to do nothing yeah Uh, so uh we see we see him shoot someone at a red light um he gets a rebar scratch that to me was really cool i really like the watch thing i like that he times his shot out to be perfectly he takes the shot exactly when the lights change so that like he can escape. I did think that was cool. That was like a cool like I was like, "Oh, that's smart." If you took this character, made him deaf, and combined him with the character from Matchstick Men, like gave him the neuroses of like OCD and things like that. Mm-hmm. That would have been kind of cool, like where he's like so meticulous about timing and and if the, the guy fucks up at the briefcase at all, he's like, "No, you fucked it up, I can't." You know what I mean? Like freaks out or something. I don't know. Do we is there a movie about like a a hitman with OCD? I feel um, like that's got to be. That's had to have happened. 
I guess uh, American Psycho ostensibly is about a hitman <laughs> with a CD. <laughs> I guess, yeah. He picks his own victims. I don't think that I don't. I wouldn't say there's been like something like that formal, that specific. That that's an opening, guys. Uh, that's a freebie if you're listening to this and you want. Yeah, let's let's write it. Let's write this movie. Obsessive killing disorder. Oh, <laughs> it would spell with a C. The, the, yeah. You spell killing with a C. <laughs> carnage. <laughs> Obsessive carnage disorder. All right, so he, um, he throws his his machine gun in the water. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's murder number scratch. one. But he needs we to got... get his rebar wound treated. Yes, and that's oh, so that's the reason that he goes to the pharmacist, right? Yeah, to get his okay. rebar scratch taken care of. So it does have some connection to the plot. And this this lady is like friggin' adorable. She comes out. She's like, put this. Oh, on she's her. great. She's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's just like completely unlikable. Not that handsome. Looks greasy all and sweaty all the time. Like you know. Also, like, was she flirting or was she just being nice? Like she was being ostensibly to me. I was like, oh, that's a really great pharmacist. Like that's so nice of her that she like showed him, told him twice a day. Like she really pushed through to like be like, I know I don't speak. Not only am I deaf, but I also don't speak English. And I like I can tell you what you should do. And he takes that as like, I I love this woman. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is the first woman who's ever tried to interact with me in my life. Like I I need to marry her. Imagine he was deaf in that scenario, and she was deaf too. There we go. That's the film. Oh my god. Well, they would have had they would have been able to have a normal conversation in that case. Because uh, deafness is the universal language just like love is. Or what if it was a subtle uh thing about how you know you speak American sign language and then she speaks Thai sign language and they're not the wow. same and they have to learn each other's thing. It's a real educational film. Then they just make out. I I, I thought that like this scene was kind of he 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 does come off as somebody who's just like an insufferable tourist for saying he's supposed to be a citizen of the world globe trotting constantly, uh, yeah. killing people. You know he does just come off as like I, I I'm not even gonna make an attempt to try to speak the language. I I don't know what's happening. It's he's just speaking louder. Like I have a cut. You know what I mean? He's not even <laughs> trying to like do anything. So and he knows he's deaf. He knows she's deaf, and he's like yelling louder at her. So I don't know. Well, the, and the thing that sucks about it is that in the original film, the character's motivation for murder is revenge because he feels like the world abandoned him because he's deaf. Yeah. And that like no one ever learned from him. And in this, and the justification here is like the money is good. Like, it's, yeah, it's just so, it's what so I, do. Like, I don't know. Was there <laughs> an arc? A... Was there an arc for Nick Cage in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, he 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 softened. That was his thing, as he was like, "Don't trust anybody." And then by the end of it, he's got two friends. But for no reason, like there was no impetus <laughs> to make yeah. him well, suddenly be like, "I'm cool now. Let's have let's make friends." We don't really have any reason why he suddenly falls for the pharmacist, other than that she's cute. But yeah. he does um, explain. So right around this time, after the first killing, but before pool guy, um, he does have he starts training Kong, right? And he said, um, somehow when I looked into his eyes, I saw myself. So I became his teacher. <laughs> that made no sense. That whole decision made no sense to me. He just decides, like, he decides he's going to show this guy how to be a hitman. He teaches him how to block a knife and shit like that. They oh. have a real long training montage. Nick Cage wears a lot of sweatpants. A lot okay. of sweatpants. <laughs> Nick Cage. All right. Rewrite of the movie. Nick Cage, deaf assassin. Uh, 
pharmacy girl could be deaf too, whatever. Whatever. Uh, Kong, <laughs> Kong also deaf, and all three of them are love interests for each other. And like, is it get, a love triangle or is love, it just like? I think it's Nick Cage is just like you. You can't define him because he's this globe trotting <laughs> like pansexual fucking whatever. Yeah. That's a, and then instead That's really of beautiful, the, the training sequences eventually turn into hardcore sex scenes. It's like, uh, uh, uh. I don't know. Then they fuck. Chris, what? I'm kicking you off the show. All right. You're gone. I'm sorry, bud. It's just not working out. But he's like, I looked into his eyes and I saw myself. And it's like, well. I just didn't understand. I, I, I just did not understand why Nick Cage would train him. Like, like the impetus, like, I guess what my big thing is, is, is that like, he has never fallen in love with a woman who smiled at him or or a nice <laughs> handyman before. Like ostensibly, this happens to him every single job. There would be a nice woman and like a nice person, and he sees himself in for desperation. Like what they never explain, like what made any of these situations different. He could right. be momentuming like, himself after every job, and then mm-hmm. it's it is like it, it happens every time, but he wipes his memory somehow with like a massive dose of psychedelic drugs. Yeah, no, that's probably it. So, yeah. all right. So we've got training montage. Um, let's, let's keep cranking. Cause the, uh, Oh yeah. We still have a lot of this movie to get through. Remember um, when let's go. They go we after, got, we, they go after so, Kong and he leg slices the guys. Triple leg slice. Triple leg slice. Triple like legs. That. that was cool. So um, we've got the swimming pool murder. So uh, he sneaks into a swimming pool at the Sheridan hotel. Insane. It's, <laughs> He he's he basically I don't even know what he's wearing. I assume like a wetsuit. Um grabs this guy from under the water, drowns him. At this point, he's been swimming under the water for a while. Exerting holds his breath himself. for five to ten minutes, maybe. <laughs> like like he holds crazy. this guy under for long enough to drown him while he's also under the water. Also, this hotel pool, which is obviously not on the ground floor, it is up, uh, is like 20 feet deep and also I know. so big that you could swim in it and other people in the pool wouldn't even know you were in the fucking pool. Like how big There's is this a pool? scene where he swims. The guy is swimming towards the deep end and it's in the darkness. And I just turned to my girlfriend. And I was like, Nick Cage is in, is in the darkness, isn't he? Like he's in the deep end of the pool, like fucking Jaws waiting. <laughs> they, no, they played a Jaws theme. Like they played a dun dun, like a little bit of a dun, a little. I swear to God, I was listening to this. It's like, are they playing the Jaws theme right now? And then he kills the guy underwater. Out, he's choking the guy. Choking the guy is even. The, he chokes the guy, still holding his breath then swims past the people who are still sitting next to the pool unnoticed like this. So his body had to be like negative enough weight. Like, so not neutrally buoyant, not even buoyant at all, but like negative, negative enough to drag the other guy down, even though he was trying to get to the surface. So he had to have no air in his lungs, like zero. Like it's impossible that what he did, unless he was holding on to the bottom of the pool or something. Maybe he had a uh, no, that doesn't make. Or maybe he had a like scuba little scuba mini tank, and then also like a Some bunch weights. of weight. I think this is one of those films where it's just <laughs> don't like, ask these questions. <laughs> it's just because you're like, all right, the answer is this guy's a badass. Like every single time, that's the that's the re- that's the answer to all of this stuff. Like. At some point, oh right, I don't know. He was in Manila and he learned to hold his breath for an hour. Like that's like the answer. He fell in love with a deaf Manila person, <laughs> and then she taught him how to hold his breath. 
um, so at this point we have uh before i i have this roughly plotter before we get to our next murder which is i would say my favorite of the four murders um or well, the, the three murders that actually happened uh we he goes on a date uh with the deaf lady he goes on a dinner date this scene a- sucks this scene just sucks i'm sorry he goes so, to the pharmacy like and he goes i want to take her to dinner and the other pharmacist <laughs> is like something in thai and she's like okay but like how would that work oh no does she use the sign language to tell the first pharmacist I, I think so i okay i just was like what's happening so in lieu of a clip of this scene, because the clip is so the boring, we have a clip of uh, uh, some people talking about this scene that right. I found randomly. This is about their dinner scene. I can't wait for you to take that sip. You've been flirting with taking that sip all day. Not yet, though. I don't think it's coming yet. Oh, It's hot. <laughs> you know, there's one of my favorite movies, Ben, is yeah. this movie called Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> That Nicolas Cage is in. It's a real film? It's a real movie. And uh, Nicolas Cage is in it, and there's like a five-minute scene where he's out on a date with um, uh, a, deaf, a deaf girl, and they're eating uh, soup in, uh, in Thailand. And he tries the soup, and for like five minutes, he keeps going like this, like, hot. <laughs> soup is hot. The soup, it's hot. Steam. <laughs> Steam, the soup is hot. Yeah, do it for the full steam, five minutes. It's like a hot steam. It's too hot to drink. Commit for the full five too minutes. Too hot to drink. And then finally, the deaf girl like reaches for the soup and he goes, No, 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 no. It's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, Bangkok dangerous. <laughs> Bangkok dangerous. And that's yeah. That's pretty much a good synopsis of the scene. Well, she gave him some kind of leaves. That apparently neutralized spiciness. Is Thai basil? Does that work? <laughs> I don't know. I I saw that and I was like, "Is oh okay? Does that?" I was curious if that works. I might try it out. Yeah, I, that's a good. That's a good. That's the you know. There's some value in this film. <laughs> we we've learned at least two facts. Now, um, <laughs> he's at he's at this dinner with this woman. Right. This would be the he perfect has- time for an ambush. Or like something cool to happen where he's throwing soup terrines. He takes the soup and throws it at a guy's face or like something crazy like that. I didn't even go there. Just he, he inexplicably during the scene has like a green stain on his face. Yes, he does. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> we, we watched it several times to try to figure out if it was the lighting. But like it seems like it's actually on his face. And like some days he has it like. I think there's another shot where he's got a green thing on his face too, as if they were shooting the same day and he had like green on his face for some reason he couldn't get off. Maybe he had a bruise and they just like had some trouble making out, putting makeup on it. Or like that was their attempt to make a bruise. Like it's who knows. This is one of these things we'll never know. Yeah. Um, Chris or Kenny, I wrote down the note here that I don't remember what the context was, which I wrote the note I wrote down was he feeds the heroin to an elephant. Why do you know why I wrote he, that? Because he, he, he goes like, I'm not going to kill Kong. He goes to the riverside and throws the heroin in, and an elephant like is standing immediately there with his nose in the river. And like that elephant might drink the heroin water. Yeah. I was the elephants play. I elephants play like a, a minor uh, like uh, symbolic role in this film, which I know. I, I think there's some symbolism to elephants, probably in Thai culture or Asian culture that we don't know. But Kong expresses that. An elephant with its trunk completely down is bad luck. 
which at some point he has a picture of an elephant in his apartment that he then flips upside down. But elephants are all over this film. And I remember just feeling sad being like, oh man, those elephants don't want to be in this film. (laughs) Do do you think, so that was a moment in the movie where he flips the thing upside down where things start going wrong for him. So I was wondering, is this guy messing with him and he actually causes his own bad luck by turning that picture upside down? Maybe. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, so yeah, he, he feeds the elephant some some heroin. Uh, and do you... Alright. The part with the laser pointer on the wife of the bad guy. Do you remember this? Yes. Where he's like, you know, because there's some... Am I getting too far ahead where they're like... Well, and I think this is after um, my favorite murder of the of the so so i think we go right from here to this boat chase scene where he he has a silencer he's got kong driving around in a in an open air market on boats and he's got his little gun with a silencer underneath some flowers and it's not going well are we gonna play the the whole scene or is it (laughs) i would love to see the whole scene this is the best part of the movie for me okay Uh, you you know Uh, go ahead sorry well well, i was gonna say I, just before we do this, before we do this, there's a second date, right? There's two dates. There's yes, the, with the mom, right? Date, yeah, he meets and then the he mom. goes to her house, right? Those are two different scenes. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. I just want to make sure. I yeah, he, he like we, I have more to talk about the mom scene, but the, we had the floating market scene, which I really like. This is the best scene in the movie. But yes. wait, I think the mom scene happens before the floating market scene. Yes, and you're right. And also, Chris, I was wrong. The sniper scene happens before the mom scene. Yes. So we, let's we, let's we, wait. We let's wait ahead. on the floating market. All right. So all right. So yeah, he goes to meet his mom. Her, her mom, and the mom is like, "What's his job?" Do you know anything about him? And she like never asked those questions. Doesn't know his name. Doesn't know his job. Doesn't know where he's from. She's like, I think he's American. <laughs> <laughs> like they never even. She never even wrote down questions on a piece of paper for Nick Cage to like answer that she could go on the computer and try to translate or anything. And her name is Rain, or her name means Rain. Oh yeah. And for some reason, that gets Nick Cage horny. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, this they they do this wave with their hand means rain and they inter- I was like they're gonna interlock hands aren't they they interlock yeah. hands I don't know isn't this from uh, Gone in sixty seconds I think are you thinking of a uh, clueless when she's like rolling with the rolling hole? with the I I, I could have sworn he's like <laughs> so uh, what's his so name? would you guys would you guys say that like after he learns about the rain thing that he might um... I'll be damned if I didn't get really turned on. <laughs> I'm so bad with the soundboard. I I'm have always a boner with a capital O. Those are our two horny clips. Those are. <laughs> That's another horny clip. <laughs> you gotta get a sound effect for that, Chris, because I think every time you do it, people think it's a mistake. I want to just get someone like to just realistically uh, foley that. Just like <sighs> Kenny, 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 can you uh, can you realistically? You will. You will. I'll send it to All you. Right. Foley. Do it. Play it again, Chris. Oh, we got three. Give me a countdown. Uh, uh, all right, I'll, I'll do the, the last the last one right right oh man all right so yeah so then we have the scene where he's like we know who each other are now we had an arrangement just chill out and then he like points a laser pointer at the guy's wife yeah while they're eating while they're eating oh right Right, 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 right. That, yes. Like yes. the fakest, like added in, you know, premiere later on, like laser 
like effect on this lady. But wouldn't it all wouldn't it be just pretty easy just to shine a laser pointer at her? Like I, laser pointers are pretty cheap. Yeah, I think so. But they, it was like they replayed the last clip where they showed the mom, and then they just had like a fake laser pointer go over her or something. Also, people would notice that shit. That's not like like so subtle that you know, like someone's not gonna notice it. Yeah, if you if someone's pointing a laser pointer at you, like even if you can't see the laser pointer, like if you're looking in the same direction as it, like you see the light, right? Yeah. Yep. Now, do I mean, you, do you not know, an expert in laser pointers, but was a scene like this in the in the original film, Kenny? Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> once towards the end, I started dipping out. Then I started really fast forwarding. <laughs> <laughs> so you did like All a right. speed I watch. I primarily watched the beginning to try and understand like the setup. And once I realized the setup was different, I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, so I think I think after this we have my my favorite scene from the movie, and then my second favorite scene from the movie. Um, so let's let's watch let's let's watch the first. Would well, you want to set up? I think we start at the boat chase. Yeah, there's a boat chase. Okay, there's a boat chase. There's a boat chase. He's trying to kill a guy, but the guy uh, catches him trying to kill him, so he has to chase him on the boat. gets shot here i think right uh, that guy just jumped out of the boat for no reason i mean i would oh that water looks real bad so this is like an homage to face off yeah clear clear homage to, homage to face off they paid everyone to leave so they could film but then there were no extras <laughs> to the market I mean, this is the highest budget sequence of the entire film, arguably. Also, the clearest to see, too. Yeah. This is so crazy. This, this that there's a guy on a fucking on a sidewalk, yeah. Out of the boat, gets on the boat bed. You can clearly see the Thai man riding the motorcycle in that scene. I thought he was gonna jump the motorcycle onto the boat. gotta jump off that motorcycle because it's gonna explode for no reason that is oh right in the balls that was a really like long jump that was like a night and this is the part of the movie where i screamed i screamed (laughs) unprecedented at no at no point in the film does anything like that ever happen they went full evil dead again For, for those listening in the podcast, he just chopped his hand off with the rotor from the boat. Which like, takes the gun out of his hands. Hand still moving. This was a cool shot. The the bullets going under the boat. I thought that was a great shot. You know, what he just did was physically impossible because the length of that shaft was super long. And also he'd have to pick up the entire motor to do what he did. Like swing it like a fucking sword. But somehow he did it so badass, that, that's Chris the high point of the movie for me <laughs> i just i thought that was a, a stupid and fun i was like oh this is where it's gonna start getting good like we're gonna see nope. more of this no nope, this was it <laughs> nope nope every other action scene is like in the dark 
Yeah. Very slow moving. Um, all right. So then we get our next, pretty soon afterwards, we get our next most interesting scene, which is when she he's on a date with uh, Rain and uh, he gets accosted by, um, I guess, Hitman goons. You, you, have oh. a clip of, you have a clip of this, right, Chris? Yeah. This one won't be as long. All right. I have to narrate this because I the choreography of it, if it's the scene I think it is. It is, I, yeah. I, I need, Okay. Okay. Why don't I'm gonna I'm gonna, this, I'm gonna mute happen. I'm gonna mute the audio so we can just get the uh or I'll turn it down so we can get the uh the the candy narration. Here we go. All right. So Rain and Nicolas Cage are in a park. There they've had a they've started to really fall for each other. She hands him a note, and she walks away to see like oh what you know what it must be an important note. I am happy. Uh, together with you so it's sort of like she's like handed like a you want to go on a date right now she's turned around someone goes to mug nicholas cage because she's deaf she can't hear anything he grabs the gun shoots both assailants then she is still smiling she can't even tell what the fuck happened right the guy is handing nicholas cage back his wallet nicholas cage like full-on murders him shoots him in the head completely unnecessary <laughs> then picks up his wallet, staring at the dead body. There's blood on her from the shot. She turns around to see Nicolas Cage standing over two dead bodies with a wallet. Now, she thinks he killed those people. All he has to fucking do is show his ID in the wallet to explain the entire situation. That's all All he has to do is to be like, this is mine. They, they attacked me. I don't think that would be, if, if I was in that situation, that wouldn't be enough for me because I'd be like, did you need to kill them both? Like, if you're well, so that, great. <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Him killing that guy is complete, complete overkill. <laughs> like, like, he, like, if he's he such a trained assassin, the money. couldn't he have, like, just literally just taken the gun and, like, whacked right? him in the face? If he's, and then, like, go away. But he's what trying to fly under the radar here, right? So, first off, why does he have a wallet with IDs? I assume IDs and shit in it. He would just have maybe a billfold with some cash. He'd probably keep all of his like actual credentials somewhere else. He maybe has a fake one. So you think, I don't want the cops to get involved. I don't want to make waves. I, I want to go unnoticed. Just take the money. Walk. You know, it'd be like that kind of situation. So why did he feel the need to kill both these dudes? I I thought here's the better version of the scene in my mind, which is that he gets robbed for I, the, using her deafness. I thought was like cheap and not uninteresting. Yeah. Uh, like I thought I was like, oh, that's stupid. Like she's gonna turn around, she can't hear the gunshots. Like you can feel the reverberations of like a, a fucking gun going off yeah. behind you. I thought it was gonna be she sees him get he gets mugged and she sees him like unleash this set of moves that makes her question who he is. Right. And like it's like you're lying to me, and that's why she leaves. Not like you're a stone cold murderer and I leave. Like, which is what it, it appears to be in the film. And they didn't do a good job of, uh, it would have been interesting if he was like, if he had an uncontrollable rage problem and that's why right. he killed those guys and she saw that side of him, then that would have been like, okay, that makes sense. There's no no reason that he should have murdered those people. Yeah, he's just, and nope. he was so casual after he killed them. He's like, like kind of shrugged. <laughs> Oops. Um. All right, I'm going to crank us forward a little bit because the next part of the movie is a real slog. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I I honestly vaguely remember, like, wrote down what happened. Like, so basically he's in, he's at war with the, the boss dude. There's Somehow. a bunch of, like, shootouts. And then we end up with, we end at the last scene where he's in the car with the boss dude 
and he's going to murder him. So well, if you guys have anything I, that you run, noted along the way. I'm going to run, run yeah. this real quick. All right. So, so all right. Kong, the boss is like suddenly has an about face and is like, oh, even though I hired this guy and all this other shit. Oh, he knows who we are now, even though there is an intermediary who knows who you are. So I don't understand. Uh, we it's the political it's because he's going to yes. kill a political figure oh yeah i forgot about that and they say if you kill a political figure the police investigate and nick kate like anyone who knows who anyone is essentially they're like when you do it like they're invoking erase your trail which includes nick cage and kong and the stripper but they knew because they knew they were going to kill they wanted to kill this guy from the beginning i yeah i don't know <laughs> It just occurs to them as Nick Cage says it in the film. It's like, oh shit! Well, we better. Kill and, this guy. and I think it's important to point out that, like, we we've, we've we at this point, the people that he's murdered have been bad guys. Like, it's been very clear that they are sex traffickers mainly. And then the last person is the prime minister of Thailand, who Kong says, just unprompted on TV, like, "That's a good guy. We like him. This guy's a really good guy." Really so we know man. that he's a good guy, and we shouldn't kill him. Yeah, that and was Kong good. says that Nick Cage only kills bad guys. Right. Which I thought at some point Nick Cage was going to be like, no, I don't. I kill anyone. Yeah, I know. Like, he's like, I don't want Nick wanna... Cage is not a good guy. He's like, like Kong, you're not a bad guy and you're going to, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the whole sequence with Kong uh, at the club with the lady and, you know, he gives up Nick Cage's position and like they, they just cut out. They never even show him get tortured. They just, just like, yeah, he gave up where Nick Cage was, but you never even knew, saw that sequence or anything. It was just like he's just in a room with them and he's like, well, you better tell us where he is. And then that was it. This this whole stretch of the movie takes place in the darkness and it's very boring. Yeah. It, That's my. The warehouse fight. There's a There's a warehouse fight where they're like shooting between a bunch of like water bottles and they're all soaking wet at the end. Yeah. It's like, all right. I mean, you tried to do something different, I guess. Yeah. Is that, is that in the original movie? Is that a homage to the uh, I, water I bottle fight? I think there's a warehouse scene at the end. I don't, I was, I was trying to scramble through, like, I was just by the, I like, honestly, before we started, I was like scrolling through the end to try and see what there was left. Um, but I don't know because it just sort of seemed like Nick Cage was slowly walking around evading people who were running and shooting. Uh, <laughs> Did you remember the part where he's like, so it's, it's a J it's like, it's set up like to look like the JFK assassination. You got the, the yes. prime minister and he's about to shoot him. And then he sees everyone he's ever killed in a flash before his eyes. Yeah. I didn't like that. that was... I mean, I, I, I was very confused why they all, they showed him taking the shot. And not just a flash of all the people he ever killed and then not taking the shot. Showing yeah. him taking the shot was confusing. And then he blows up his, his own house with the paint can bombs. We can't forget that. Yeah. That was pretty rad. That was cool. I mean, he set he those up early on. He hides in a bathtub, but like a lot of shit falls on him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Then he blows up his house. He, he, he says goodbye to Deaf Lady and then warehouse fight. Shoot hey self. Chris, I'm gonna say for the next uh, bingo, I think we should add a scene that takes place in a warehouse because yeah. we have seen we had had a lot of warehouse scenes. But that's every movie. I feel like every movie defaults to warehouse sometimes. Hey, but you know, I'll take. I we are running out of bingo ideas. All right, what what you got? Well, what we gotta watch. Well, we got the ending. We could like kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's watch. Ending. Let's watch the ending. So he's killing this guy just because he's a bad guy, right? This guy is yeah his boss his. The guy, he's killing the guy. He's about to, he's like, oh, and he points. Oh, Jesus. He's going to shoot himself in the head. And then he knows I did that he's, not he's... see this coming. Wait, did you not see this ending? 
no, no. I meant I, when I was watching this film, I was like, oh. oh my god, oh my god. Also, what is with this car just rolling slowly in neutral? Like that was the weirdest choice. This scene takes so long. So he he's he's gonna shoot himself and then shoot the other guy through his own head. You could tell that this wasn't the original ending because it's just so bizarre how it ends and it just goes right to the credits. You're like, okay, they had a different ending before. But like, is he killing himself because he broke his own code? Is that like what? Like... I think he knows he's got no escape because the cops yeah. are here. He's got no way out. And they just stretch this. But this film this. is paced so slow. Oh, Jesus, here it, here it comes. Look at this. Look at that, like, after effects. Oh, no. And then credits. That's it. <laughs> So, looking at that, you know that wasn't the original ending. They definitely reshot it. So, there's an alternate ending. Uh, oh, really? Yes. And I'm picking up right from where he's about to shoot himself in the head. This is where it splits off. It's a little long, so we can kind of skim it. He shoots the other guy. Gets out of the car. Kong saves him, Kong right? saves him in a police car suddenly. He takes a bullet. Oh, The Thai police are shooting at this car. There's a, you know, they're chasing them. Much better ending already. This is what I thought was gonna happen. It's like, it's like a, a bizarrely political ending. I think maybe this is why they changed it. Oh. They drive into the slums. Look at all this, all this wasted budget and, and you know, practical effects and stuff. He's all fucked up. Yes, this is also very long and just yeah. Let's skip. Skip. Yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna skip forward a lot because there's just a lot of him running around. So then he he keeps running and then they come up to this like big group of of you know poor people. He's like, help us, please. This man is, this man, you know, he killed the bad guy. And they're like, oh, you know, and, and I guess they didn't really show this in the movie, but this guy, this bad guy must have been really bad uh, to the community. So they're like, he, he was a bad dude. This guy killed him. It's good. Let's help him out. So they take him, they take him away and they help him out and uh, hide him from the popo. And this song sounds very familiar, but... This is a much better ending. Yeah. And, then... and like, it expl and like, it gives, it shows, like, the reward for him deciding to, like, have a conscience. Right. There's some kind of arc for him there. Instead of just, well, shoot self in head, the end. I feel like the Thai government, I may, Meg, you might have alluded to this, had something to do with that change. But no, I no. I do have some facts about the Thai government, but they aren't related to the oh, ending of this movie. Okay. Do you guys want to hear my facts about the Thai government? Yeah. <laughs> please, it, please. Uh, basically, uh, so while this movie was being shot, um, the... Uh, um, the Thai government had a coup. There was a, there was a military oh. coup. Whoa. Um, oh, boy. However, it only stopped filming for six hours. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and uh, the I, I have this. I don't know what the sentence means, but it's from IMDb. The Armory Department claimed that they fired the only shots in the coup. So I'm guessing that the special effects team 
is saying that there was no there's no violence in the actual coup. It was just them shooting their fake guns. <laughs> but so I did a little looking up because I was like, I wonder what the deal is with this coup. Uh, so super complicated. There's a lot of backstory here, but um, the guy who was overthrown um, was the guy. I don't know. I feel like they this was the case in another country too, but I, I do kind of remember hearing about this. The guy who was overthrown was this guy named Thaxon, um, who decided he was going to be like super hardline on the drug trade. And basically it led to like all these um, extrajudicial killings of people that were suspected of being involved with drugs. like the Philippines. Right. Okay. There was the Philippines is the more recent one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so basically they were just like, yeah, if you think, if you think you see a drug dealer, like fucking shoot him. And no, it's really dark. And like, like 2000 people were killed. And then they um, later like did a, you know, research into it by like a human rights group. And like most of those people had no connection to the drug trade. So this guy was like doing some dark shit. So I I don't want to make a stance on Thai politics, but it does seem like maybe the coup was good. I don't know. We're not allowed back in the country. In We're not allowed back there now. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. We're not allowed to go back. We're going to get but taken that's, away. But that, that's about as much backstory as I have on <laughs> the coup that took place till the, during the filming of Bangkok Dangerous. Oh, man. Wow. And any final thoughts on the movie before we uh, pivot over to checking our bingo board? So this is a film about ostensibly a, a, fil- a film about a hitman who's been a hitman for a long time, right? Grizzled hardened last job and then has never really doesn't consider the consequences is very good at what he does and then like he goes to bangkok he has these last four jobs but his last four jobs he breaks he breaks all his own rules and he makes the right decision that sounds so much better than the film i watched yes that like that is ostensibly the plot this movie like spends a long time showing him staring at things, driving around on motorcycles, like that. I don't know. Like I, I'm realizing, like I think the idea of the movie is cool, but the execution of it is, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that until you just said it. That oh, they were trying to say each one of those killings was him breaking one of his own rules. Oh, I didn't get uh, that. Until you just said it. Again. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's true, but I mean that like. He's on his last job, but his last job, like if he had just followed, he could have just got, he could have just done it and left, but he can't. Yeah. He finally, like he learns, but they don't give enough. Like there's no, I don't believe, I don't believe any of the inciting events that made him learn. He just had like a little eat, pray, love thing. You know, he went <laughs> yeah. to, he went to Thailand. <laughs> eat, pray, kill. I think, I think uh, the better versus movie, he is, he is the deaf assassin. He starts as a tourist. You don't know it's him. He kills that first guy. That's the opening of the movie. Uh, and Kong, I think uh, the training sessions with Kong and the romance with Kong and that woman should have been a lot like more prominent. And I think he so. You're backing off of the uh, three-way love story. Chris? No three-way love story. I think he should have failed Fine. to kill. You want, you want to you want to make it mainstream accessible? Yeah, you don't want to like. I, I think he should have failed to kill the politician and caused the uh the 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 bad guy to then take the deaf girl uh take kong take tong kong's girlfriend and he has to go rescue them in like and and he breaks out kong first and him and kong are doing some back-to-back fucking fighting and shit and then at the oh yeah that'd be cool 
or or make the the politician like the bad guy of the whole movie. Like like instead of some club owner, make the real bad guy the politician is like someone super powerful. So he really has to do like a John Wick and just like fucking blast his way out of Thailand. And I would say make the boat scene twice as long and with more explosions. Yeah, and both arms get chopped off. Both arms. So yeah. good. Here's I just looked up the original film because I didn't I didn't understand what I saw. So here's the inciting incident for the film is that in the film, also I, I swear to God, Nick, the reason Nicolas Cage's hair is that way is because that's how the hair of what is in the movie of the original movie. I think that's the only reason. But uh, Kong, who's deaf, hates the world, doesn't care that he's an assassin. Right? Fuck the world. The world hates me. He goes on a job. He leaves the country to go kill someone in Hong Kong. Comes back. He's sick because he gets hurt. And a pharmacist is kind to him. And it's the first person who's ever really been fully kind to him. Mm. And it makes him understand that the world is more than pain. Right. Because we don't get that with Nick Cage's character. Like we don't understand him to be like someone who's bullied or, you know. Which makes me think maybe that's what they were trying to go for is someone shows him kindness. But like. You, it's much more understandable if you're a deaf assassin who the world has like shunned. Yeah. You get someone who is like a, a Mary Magdalene type character, right? Like a. So this is a communication failure between the director and Nick Cage because he's not a bad actor. <laughs> so it's really like I'm, I'm assuming like the subtlety of all these things couldn't really be expressed. I think it's a script issue. Probably that too. <laughs> I <think so> too. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you know it's bigger than the set. Guys, let's go check in with our bingo board. Oh, it's six yeah. fifteen. It's bingo our time. time. Let's 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 keep it let's keep it cranking. Let's I think we're gonna real. get a lot of bingo. This a is lot like of, a lot of uh. The last two movies have been nothing but bingo. It's been insane. I, Chris, isn't this just one movie? This is all just one movie. Yes. This the, all, all of these things on the bingo adaptation. board right now are from adaptation. <laughs> yeah, all from adaptation. He dies, jumps into water, doesn't yeah, so- smoke. Voiceover. I see. Uh, in adaptation, he does. He, uh, yeah. He, oh, he sings. Uh, so yeah, uh, boat. Let's see. We got boat. We got right. boat. <laughs> That's like a nice general one. Boat. Boat. Uh, we got boat remake. Is... Wait, what? Remake. A, this is remake? a remake. Murder oh. someone. Any rides a motorcycle. Jeez, this so inappropriate outburst in this film or no? Probably not. Oh. No. Is no. he smoking this movie? I don't think so. Is that love interest greater than 15 years younger than him? Loop back to that. I'm going to look it up right now. All right. Comic book re- reference. Was this a comic book? I don't think no. so. Elvis reference. No. Murder someone. 100%. Uh, she's 10 years younger than him. So, uh, uh, so it doesn't count. Explosion. Sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, We got what else we got? Cage is not the villain. He's, I would not say. He rides a motorcycle. No. We got that yep. for sure. Uh, History of addiction. No. Uh, but we do have a car chase, right? Uh, kind in, of. In the alternate ending, there's a car chase. Do you count? Do you count the? Does boat chase count as car chase? No. No. Yeah. So no car chase. Yeah, I well, would say there's. He's in a motorcycle, but he's not really chasing. Like they don't know that he's there. Damn, yeah. damn, Meg, we didn't get bingo. Are you fucking serious? We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, all we need is inappropriate oh. outbursts to get a bingo or. Well, yeah, that's probably the most likely. Um, unfortunately, yeah. on our last bingo card, we did have non-native English-speaking love interest, which we have yet to get. Well, yeah. we would have gotten this movie. Damn. God damn. We're so all right. Close. We're so close. <laughs> oh. All right. And that's the sound of not getting bingo. Let's uh, let's take it to the next section. Um, I uh, don't think we have enough standalone trivia to really 
really go into for this movie. I will note that the martial arts that uh, he teaches the guy is Wing Chun, according to IMDb. All right, then. Cool. Uh, and uh, also that the watch that he wore that they kept cutting to uh, is a watch that Nicolas Cage has, in fact, endorsed. So there's some product placement there. It's a very fancy watch. It's called uh, a Ventura, really? Ventura VTEC Sigma W25-R1. You want to it learn like about that? It looks like <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> I would never want to watch like that. It was too hard to read. Oh God, they had too many so numbers, le- right? There was like too the, many numbers. The time was like eight numbers long. What numbers. the fuck is going on here? So let's 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 rank this movie. I oh shit, time to rank the cage. Rank the cage. So. We, uh, uh, right now we are, I believe this is movie number 24. Uh, I um, our current ranking best movie is adaptation, which took a shocking, uh, lead net last episode. Current ranking worst movie is USS Indianapolis men of courage. I'm going to guess this is somewhere in the middle guys. I don't think this is going to be the worst one, but, uh, it's down there. It's It's down there. So, Kenny, the way this works is uh, we'll talk you through each category. It's out of 10. 10 is the best. Um, and we can sort of uh, popcorn around as we think of them. So the first category, and this is a little bit of a tricky one for this movie, is the cast. Um, like, how well cast do you think the movie was? How many actors were you excited to see? Like, for example, adaptation. There's a lot of cameos. There's a lot of a uh, lot of, lot of uh, good people in it. This movie... It's tricky because we don't know Thai actors. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I would rate this category higher because I got the feeling that these were like prominent Thai actors in a bad movie. Yeah. Like, like I looked it up and I think a lot of these, uh, some, some of the IMDb's, I think these are like famous Thai actors, um, which makes total sense, right? Like Nicolas Cage is going to come be in a film in Bangkok, pull out all the stops. So, like, I have to give this above a five just on principle of, like, I think this is a good cast. Maybe, like, a seven. Just, like, just, it's the one category where, like, I, I feel like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have to give him something. The guy I, who played Kong is uh, was the host of Iron Chef Thailand for five years. So, get that. Great. I, I'd love to see Alton Brown in this film. <laughs> he would have been a more compelling lead. <laughs> I think because he's so fastidious, he would be he would be very I don't know. Uh, I am going to go ahead and throw a wrench in the works. And um, yeah, I'm going to give this category a three. I didn't see Tony Jaw in this it. film. There was no Tony Jaw. <laughs> if they had Tony Jaw, this movie would have been fucking amazing. If if Kong was Tony Jaw, imagine this movie. Oh I mean, God. that would have been a, a very different thing. But yeah. you wouldn't even want to see. You could have made Cage a minor character and made Kong kind of the main character. And that would have been great. I feel like that's like watching any American movie and being like, where's Bruce Willis? Yeah. Why isn't Bruce Willis in this movie? Like, he's the only one I know. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to fault it too much for me being ignorant (laughs) about foreign actors. I'm looking up. So the the woman who played his love interest is actually from Hong Kong. Um, She's not Thai. uh, And she's a musician. She's pretty, she seems like she's done a lot of work. I'm going to give it a four. This movie isn't their fault. It isn't their fault. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, like, if this is an American, if this was like an American film, like if this was American actors, I'd be like, all right, fuck this, a one. Like, (laughs) recast it, recast it with American actors. What do we got? 
Uh, with, with fam- it could be famous people. Who who, right, who plays who plays Kong? Who plays Kong if it's an American? Aquafina, actor? right off the bat. Aqu- <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Kong is like obviously. Uh, where's the guy from uh, from uh, The Walking Dead? He's got to be in this. But what's his name? Uh, Barry. Steve yeah, Steve. Yeah. Where where would he, where would he be? He would be one of the people for sure. Because I'm just trying to think of who, who's every Asian working actor in America. Wait. Steve Young should be Nicolas Cage. Like, oh, remove yeah. Nicolas Cage and make it Steve Young. That'd be like. amazing. And, uh, and uh, oh, God, I'm terrible with people's names. The guy from Held and Kumar. John Cho. John Cho. John Cho. John Cho could be the main character, too. I mean, Keanu could be the main character. He is uh, happy. Oh, that ke- replace Cage with Keanu, but that's just John Wick. It is just John oh. Wick. John Wick's a good movie. All right, Better next film. category we got is acting. This is weirdly this is not nicholas cage's acting his acting is judged separately uh so just the acting of everyone else in the movie and gosh that's a tricky one i don't know it's hard to tell right like this is where like i guess like a good actor can make even a bad script good right like to me it's like a three the acting's not that great it's just like base it like to me it felt (laughs) like all right they're doing action movie I was compelled I, by the deaf woman's acting in that you could tell she was trying really, really hard to pretend to like Nick Cage. <laughs> so true, Chris. I will so also true. give it a three. Yeah, I like I like three for this. I I thought that Kong was not great. No, um, she, nope. she she was fine. All right, how fun is this movie out of ten? Uh, I do like that they uh, didn't have a rape scene in it. It sounds like the original did, so that's that's a bonus for me. Um, <laughs> sorry, that that's just when I think of when I think of the least fun movie we've ever seen. It's one that had like a really awful rape. Leaving scene Las it. Vegas. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my uh, my uh, train of thought there. <laughs> so anyway, fun stuff like explosions and uh, shootouts. This this movie like was trying to be fun. To me, it's it's a two. Like this movie wasn't actually that fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna bump it up to a five, just because. Wow. They went there with that fucking hand getting chopped off. That to yeah, me, it I was, was like, crazy. That added a little bit to the movie for me, and I, I was. <laughs> that I was, might be my bonus. That might be where I get the bonus. In. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna count the times that I had fun during this movie, uh, and those will be the points I had fun during the the swimming pool murder scene. I had fun during the boat chase. I thought the scene where he kills the guys behind her while a little tacky was at least interesting, like more interesting than some of the other stuff. So that's three points. That's all I got. Three. The rest of it was not fun. Uh, technical. So this is special effects, hair and makeup, soundtrack. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't this kind of feel like a college film from the 90s? Like, yeah. Yes, it does. Um, I don't know. Three? The original film that's shot in 1999 looks like it was shot in 1971. So <laughs> I think they've appropriately scaled up. Yeah. I don't know where that 45 million went. I'm going to give it a two. Probably I went. Feel like they watch, it feels like they watch a YouTube video of how to do a lot of this stuff. <laughs> like, Yeah. The, the headshot one, the, the gunshot at the end too, was especially very after effects. Like, yeah. I'm going to go even lower. I'm going to give it a one. I found the editing really distracting as well for this movie like it really jumped all over the place and uh the special effects were not good overall out of 10 uh let's give it a uh i don't know give it a three 
like it's it's enough it's a bad fun it's bad fun so it's like it's not a complete like total waste but it's not like worth your time yeah you could cut this down to a solid 30 minutes of nonsense oh yeah yeah uh, I'm I'm gonna also give it a three. That's a nice nice number, I think. I'm gonna give it a two. I thought it was quite boring, uh, aside from the fun moments. All right, you can uh, add or take away a single bonus point for something that you uh, liked or disliked about this movie, and whoever has one first, just go for it. I I'm gonna give it. I gave the cast a seven, to be fair, but I, I gotta I gotta give a minus. I gotta give a minus three for the script. I just like I can't handle the original idea is so much better than the execution of this film. Like maybe minus uh, minus one. Can I take yeah, it's one? only one. Uh, we can only. Oh, okay. All right, my, minus a thousand. <laughs> no, minus one. But for the minus script, one. Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they actually remake the film? It would have been better, I think. Yeah, I agree. I I just when you told me that like when you told us like the whole plot, it's like oh man, like they really dropped the ball. I don't know why the changes happened, but who knows. I, I I'm still I'm struggling to think. You got anything, Meg? Uh, I'm gonna. I'll give it plus one for the momentary glimpses into Thai culture. They saw like a stage show that. Yeah, that's the, true. The deaf woman was performing in. Did that was bizarre? Did anyone else catch that? No, I missed Unexplained. that. She was a deaf woman dancing to music on stage. She's. Like, but she can't feel a gunshot behind her. But somehow she is dancing the music on stage. Anyway, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give it a plus one for the elephants and the elephant references. I like elephants and don't mind seeing them in movies. I hope they were treated well, though. I'm gonna assume they were, <laughs> and hope for the best. They, those those <laughs> elephants just, are just, I just hard to believe. Uh, I, <laughs> I feel bad. I, re- I feel bad about my point, but I'm sticking to it. Fair I just enough. like elephants. Let's uh, let's see where this ends up. Uh, oh wow. Number okay. Twenty two. So this is uh, number twenty two out of twenty four. Uh, it is better than Jujitsu and USS up at USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. It is worse than the Family Man. I'm still upset that that's where National Treasure is in these rankings. <laughs> yeah, it was a di- it was a different time. It was an early one. You should you should watch that episode, Kenny. We I watched with... it live. I oh, you did? Yes, yes. I did, and I was like, I was, I texted Will, I'm like, I'm mad at you for what you did. Yeah. National Treasure. <laughs> it was it was probably like my favorite episode. So I mean, I, aside from this one with you, Kenny, it was like, no, no, it's all this great. one, our, our new number, our, our new number one episode for sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we definitely. I I think National Treasure was a dumb fucking movie though, but. It was it fun. I think it's it's ridiculous that it, it, the fact that National Treasure is rated lower than eight millimeter is pretty ridiculous. It was infinitely more watchable than any of the movies like ten above it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it doesn't deserve to be where it is for sure. I think well, it deserves you know, to be after Mom and crumble. Dad. Sorry, I said that's how the cookies crumble. <laughs> We've uh, set up our thing. system. All right, the last part is the cage gauge, the two axis plot gauge. of cage craziness versus wow. cage acting ability. This is going to be a weird one. So what would you give Cage for his typical Cage craziness out of 10 in this movie? Oh, God. This is tough because is is he weird or is the situation he's in weird? I don't think he's being that weird. I think, like, it's a three. 
He's not yeah. being crazy. He's not being crazy. I'm, it's a low one. I'm going one. I didn't think yeah. he was crazy at all. I think, but like you pointed out something that Meg has pointed out before is that like the way you make Nick Cage work in a movie is either he has to be the 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 not weird one in a very weird situation or he has to be the weird one in a normal situation. And this is- Can you put me at one? I, I, I believe in one. I was going to say one, but I thought it was too low, but I agree. He's not being crazy at all. Yeah. He's, he's, what are you thinking, Meg? Uh- I don't know. He's he's uh, I'm gonna give him two just because like he's real intense and he's weird to his he's weird to Kong. But like that's I mean you know this is not a crazy crazy role. The craziest not, part I'm... of the whole movie I think was his the dinner scene and it's like not crazy at all. Like you know yeah. he's like oh it's hot and spicy. Just <laughs> stupid. Uh, so this this is his acting. His specific acting ability in this film out of ten. Oh God, was he acting? <laughs> Like <laughs> he was just on a trip to Thailand and they filmed it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna man. give him I'm gonna give him this is where I'll give him a three. The voice I mean he did he did the thing. He played the, the he did the voiceover, he did the assassin thing. Like he leaned into it, he knew what he was doing, he's playing cool guy, but he's just baseline cool guy. Yeah, he he put himself in the hands of the director, I guess, as, as he said, and reinvented himself. Uh, I <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and give him a uh, I'll I'll give him a two. I'm gonna give him a four. I didn't find it that distracting his acting. Occasionally, That's I do. Fair. Yeah. All right, let's see where that puts us on the cage gauge. Ah, slaps us right in the little the middle of the less crazy bad acting quadrant. The worst by far quadrant to be in. Uh, that is 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 joining. Oh, he's right on top of. Uh, what is that? He's right on top of. It's uh, USS Indianapolis Men of Courage for sure. National Treasure. It could happen to you. Is down there. Uh, eight millimeters down there. City of Angels. Family Man. Uh, and then USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. It does look like we have three right on top of each other. Next, though. next is right there too. Yeah. So yeah. This is fair because, like, this movie ultimately, if I had to, like, it's not, it's, it's nothing. Like, this film is kind of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what you get in that quadrant. Like, and I think that's why National Treasure ranks lowest because Cage is not crazy at all in that film. He's just kind of that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's just so straight edge and just kind of like, yeah, oh, National Treasure. He, although he does, uh, he does have a couple moments in National Treasure, the the one where he's like uh, talking about how they punish people who are treasonous. Remember that? Now, see, this is interesting. And my favorite, drawn and quartered. We we didn't. <laughs> we really have been weighting things differently. I think as the show has been going on, and we've been as seeing we've like more movies. got more context. And that's the issue. Is like, yeah. I mean, would you say, Chris, that ultimately our exercise is flawed, and we will? Uh... You gotta do it forever until you get it perfect. <laughs> I think we should start redoing movies. To be honest, we could, we could have like a we could have like a bonus episode where you and I just redo the redo the rankings. We bring back I, I the old we bring back Let's the old guests to re to reconsider their old rankings. Oh my god! Oh jeez, that uh, would be rough. All right, let's uh let let's let's wrap this show up, guys. We've talked about this movie for far longer than it probably deserves. Um, Kenny, so what's going on with you? What what uh what are some projects you're working on these days? Sure. I'm, uh, I actually am taking uh, some time off from some work stuff, 
But uh, I'm working on a podcast right now with my friend Mike Morrissey, who's based out in Los Angeles. And we're doing a we're a podcast that'll be coming out in May called The Paper Jam, which is um, we we use a uh, paper trading software, which is like, you know, your middle school stock investing. It's fake, fake investing. And every week we randomly move our fake $10,000 arbitrarily from stock to stock. Uh, see what happens to it as a way to try and understand what the fuck the stock market is. And to just talk about whatever, you know, if it's Coca-Cola, we're talking about soda. If it's Build-A-Bear Workshop, we're talking about Build-A-Bear Workshop. Um, so, yeah, it's just a fun way to uh, talk about things and kind of somewhat learn about adult stuff along the way. Do you and have... are you, like, keeping track of how much money you're making? Yeah, we're for sure going to lose money really fast because <laughs> there's no investment strategy. It is straight up. Thank God the money is fake. Are you going to uh, have like a just... persona, like a Jim Cramer persona for this podcast? I don't know. We'll see. We're, we're, maybe we'll maybe we'll hit it big. Maybe we'll lose. But the money's all not real. And uh, yeah, it, it, should, it should be coming out in May. Oh, that sounds fun. In May. That's awesome. Ah. That's very cool. Uh, and anything going on with Mess and Finesse these days? That uh, I don't yeah. think we mentioned that yet. Sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's a little bit um, in... It's, you know, dormant as everything is. Um, yeah. But I think we still have contracts with the theater in Somerville um, to do uh, two or three more Somerville Night Lives once Hell the yeah. world opens up. Um, so if you live in the Boston area or if you want to come see it, we do SNL. But Chris was in it. Um, it was fun. And Meg, you, you came to see it, right? I, yeah, I did. It was it great. Was wonderful. It was so funny. I, I, yeah, uh, we do. I, you also have a really funny TikTok like a very funny TikTok. oh yeah we've been making tiktoks at mess and will and i will the person who sabotaged national treasure yeah. and i make tiktoks together and music together <laughs> it's only under uh kill j right uh, like kill at, j, kill j? Yeah. At, kill j. at we are kill j That's at so we are good. Kill j. okay cool ah. um yeah so there's lots of fun stuff to check out with kenny um so yeah this is this has been uh, our show. Um, we are going to be back next week. Uh, we're we're finally watching Con Air. This is a big oh, one. I'm wow. very excited. Episode twenty five, or sorry, our movie twenty five is Con Air, um, or at least the movie the ranked movie twenty five. Whatever. We're like pass up. Anyway, our guest is Andrew Barlow. It'll be real fun. Um, we uh, you can also find us doing virtual improv, which is Friday nights at seven Pacific. We're off uh, this Friday. We're off, we're this, off Friday this Friday because uh, we're yeah off this Friday, but we'll be back the following Friday. Nice. Uh, and that that's that's what's going on here. So uh, right. yeah, any final thoughts, guys? Any any rules, Hitman rules that you uh, keep in your own life? Just finish your last job and get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most fitting rule to say at the end of the show is no one to get out. No one to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Unlocking the Cage is produced by the Manager Special. Music by Will Janetta. Check out our other shows, as well as sketches, animation, and short films at managerscomedy.com. <laughs>